Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Jay, I had no idea you were such a snake charmer. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that. Just another thing, when we show up at work, oh, by the way, there's, what would you say, that was like a three foot long? Oh, that was longer than three feet. That had Four been. feet? Yeah, at least four or five feet, yeah. What, do you know what kind of snake it is? Do you know what it was? I, I do not know what kind of snake it was. I posted it on social media. Let's check in and see if anyone has identified the snake. Looks like a black rat snake to me. Uh, also, harmless unless you are a mouse or a toad. Someone else said blue racer. Someone else said it's the type that shows up in 2020 to remind you how effed up this year is. <laughs> uh, anyway, so sure enough, there was a snake at the back door where we work. Right. Like, what's up? Can I come inside? <laughs> Basically. Just hanging out right at the back door and all those of us in the building who are terrified of snakes are like jay get it <laughs> so sure enough jay walks out with some sort of long rod that you yeah. found somewhere you pick it up like it's nothing and you relocate it to the back of the property where hopefully it will stay There's a nice little creek bed back there with yeah. some water and insects and stuff so hopefully they'll be happy that's how i feel like a lot of these critters wind up there have been snakes in our building before they have they have some how gotten in and people have found them in their offices oh found one in the studio before not this studio stop it jay don't tell me that studio. I, I took it out though that one too it's much smaller welcome to reality bites it's megan and jay these past 48 hours jay i don't even know <laughs> i don't even know where to start i won't bore you with the details um tell me something good that happened for you this weekend oh well see i was gonna say that my wife just left but that's not good <laughs> that's just where did she go <laughs> she went to go a family member passed away in the west coast so she was going uh, away for about a couple weeks but it just means that daddy's rules are the law of the law house of the land for two weeks you have Friday. supreme authority oh my kids are in for it now you better enjoy it while you got it jay <laughs> uh, my dog got super duper sick over the weekend long story short six hundred dollars in vet bills oh later gosh. i still have no idea what i'm gonna go home to today I, they did x-rays the radiologist looked at him they said her intestines are irritated they gave her barium some sort of thing that goes through her body so that if there's an obstruction they can see where it is it's been it's just been really stressful i'm a hypochondriac about my dogs mm. and we've had a lot of issues recently which is so out of the norm for us normally i have happy healthy dogs we don't have any problems but between the double ear infections a month or two ago and now this really upset stomach my dog i have a golden retriever she just turned three and she was throwing up for about 48 hours straight Ooh. To the point where she had nothing left in her system to throw up. So it was just like foam and bile from her stomach. And it's just been an, a mess. So stressful. I was not super hyper focused on 90 Day Fiance last night. I had a lot of other things going on. I was trying to, you know, make sure that they, my dogs were okay. But I, I think I, I think I got the general gist. Okay. Um, we started last night with one more hour of the tell-all from 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. It's the tell-all? 
snowball just keeps on giving. Just keeps on going. Like that. Hopefully now we are we have reached the We've end. Told all, hopefully. We have told all there is to tell. Um, last night some of the really interesting things that happened though were back on David and Lana because so many people still have so many questions and how he just still seems to be in so much denial that he is engaged to this girl that he hasn't spoken to in six days that he bought a phone for but she doesn't want to communicate with him that way so they only use this paid service this paid website to communicate that's supposed to be they're engaged and he still can't communicate with her for some reason right so we find out last night that in fact david has proposed to four other people or maybe it's three others and then lana was the specify they didn't specify if it was four including lana or four before lana right we do know two of them were american the other one was ukrainian these two have been ukrainian and he still seems so resolute and definitive in that his relationship with Lana is real and that everyone else just doesn't get it. And he brings up some Embra law, some international marriage brokerage, whatever, which made the whole thing sound very shady. It sounded super shady. He was trying to explain why he can't talk to her off the websites. Because if you're American, you can't. Right. Because he was suggesting that Tom, who was like, well, I've talked to plenty of ladies all over the world. He's like, well, maybe that's for you because you're British. But in America, you can't do that and then tom's like yeah but i could i was living in new york city i could find her on instagram and shoot her a message on instagram which seems totally legal right they're like <laughs> and what i've never heard of such a it sounds like a rule that this website made up it absolutely does so hey yeah to try to make them believe that they have to use this paid service and that if they try to take it off the service in any way they're breaking an international law right. which i don't <laughs> think exists you would think David would have hire a lawyer or something to just check into that. Like, let me just see if that's actually accurate. Right. And he's like supposed to be on these. He said that he would have taken two more group trips over to see Lana. But with COVID, he can't mm-hmm. travel. And the whole thing is just it gets weirder and weirder. The more he talks, the weirder it gets. There was only one thing that I felt like David kind of made a little bit of sense on was the reason for buying the cubic zirconia, which I thought, OK, that's not the worst reason. He said that it was because he didn't know her ring size and he wants her to pick out her own ring. So it was basically just a stand-in ring, just something to kind of symbolize our engagement, but she was going to get her real ring. Okay, but then his justification, his explanation for that was, well, Lana has never worn a ring before and she doesn't know her (laughs) ring size, which like... Right. Okay. Then it kind of fell off the rails at that point. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then and then my other question would be: Okay, so then why wouldn't you take her to a ring store and pick out a ring together in the Ukraine? Why would you fly over there with some two hundred dollar cubic zirconia? Just take right. her to a jewelry store when you get there. He could have, and he could have. I mean, he didn't have to say we're going to get you know buy new engagement ring. He could have just said, hey, we're going to go look at rings and just you know see what kind of stuff you might like. And and his other explanation that as soon as you resize a ring, it devalues use it like that's not true how many times have people had diamond rings resized like you gain weight you lose weight you have to have your ring resized and it's not about retaining value right. it only matters if it retains value if you're planning on selling it later right. 
right. And in theory, you're going to be together forever. So just yeah. the strangest group, the strangest cast that they had on uh, on this season. Then I I totally missed where Tom read the letter. He read the letter. So I don't know what it said because I was preoccupied. So you're going to have to summarize for me what the Tom's letter said. And also how weird though that he wrote it on a piece of paper and then also had it saved in his phone. So his excuse was is that he actually put it on his phone first and then he wrote it out from there. Oh. That's what he said because obviously they brought that up. They're like, well, why would you? Why do you have a copy of it on your phone? Like I said, I missed that whole part last night. Well, so then Tom couldn't find it, I guess, in time. So he's like, oh, forget it. It's not that important only because he couldn't find it really. So then he found it after the commercial break and the weird part was is that he had mentioned that, oh, the letter was basically me apologizing for all the stuff and, you know, how I've kind of messed up and, you know, I realized it and I said all that in the letter and he did say a lot of that. He did apologize and take a lot of responsibility but then he also said, you know, well, maybe if you could ever get over Jesse, he said it in a much nicer word but he basically said, maybe if you could ever get over Jesse, you'd find your happiness and so he did eventually put it back on her in the letter. Of course. Which he did not say when, you know, the tell-all was going and he was trying to convince everybody that, oh, this is the sweetest letter ever that she just didn't read so mm-hmm. it was an okay letter and he read it in like a Tom voice where he's like, Darcy, Well, like, it, I hope this letter finds you well. It's funny that you bring that up. Apparently he is now releasing a uh, book of poems. Oh boy, of course he is. Tom's poems that he has written. <laughs> Tom poetry, if you will, which I personally cannot wait to read what these poems are all about. So anyways, we kind of, I don't know, was there anything else that really stood out to you? The whole uh, Big Ed and Rosemary thing just gets weirder and weirder. She's, I don't know. There is something. I do feel like there is something we don't know. Right. And there's something that he knows about her maybe hidden agenda or real intentions. It definitely sounds like she might not be as innocent as we have all believed this season. Because as much as, you know, uh, baby girl Lisa gets worked up and as much as, you know, Darcy can get worked up, it's seems like Rosemarie gets worked up much quicker and much kind of like manic and then back to kind of hap- sap happy and calm and then back to manic and it's just a weird situation. And that is kind of the opposite of what we saw right. on the season of right. the show. The whole she season pretty calm and Accommodating, yeah. mellow, patient. Now, granted, once she reached her breaking point, she called the whole thing off at the end. She was like, I'm done. I'm going home. But this emotional outburst side of her is something that we haven't really seen. And there was one weird thing that, he, you know, he claims that she was a liar from the beginning. And he know, like he's overdramatic, too. But he said that uh, because she had said she'd never been to Manila and they went to Manila like those first days or two and they went to the market and she pointed out a church that she said she used to go to all the time with her mom. And he's like, well, I thought you said you'd never been to Manila. And so I was his big, like, oh, you're a big liar from the front. Right. So then she said, well, I didn't realize that this church, you know, Manila's a big city. I didn't realize this church was in Manila. So we used to go here. I didn't realize we were in Manila as a kid. But then I also thought, well, isn't Manila supposedly really far away from her village? Right. Like many so, hours. So that wouldn't be like a Sunday get up and right. head to Manila for this it's church not like service. You just live on the edge of the city and you don't really ever go to the city. But, oh, you just found out. Oh, yeah, I do kind of hang out in this little outskirt that's near the city. Like it's a two, three, four hour drive. So I don't know. Something just very. Very yeah, in that situation. We did see more um, combativeness from Heather last night. Oh my god, kicked <laughs> off the show essentially. <laughs> Stephanie's friend and then Erica's friend kind of going at it yeah. a little bit. That girl Heather just had to have been drunk, right? She was just wine drunk. I think so. She's had a couple, a couple glasses, couple bottles a maybe couple at that of point. <laughs> um, okay, so then, so that was kind of the highlights of part three of this tell-all. Now Sunday night was a new season of Ninety Day Fiance 
say happily ever after, which I always get happily ever after and what now confused. Oh, so right. just to give you a brief, you know, we're not going to spend too much time on because because we already know all these couples, Angela and Michael, you know, Angela has now moved into a new house. So she does have better living accommodations. And she's taking a sh- twerking classes. Apparently. Taking a dance class, which everyone just had. They're like, there's not enough brain bleach to forget that we all saw Angela trying to twerk in this booty popping class. But she's trying to convince Skyla to go with her to Nigeria because now she's going to marry Michael in Nigeria. They're going to have a Nigerian wedding, but she has to take a witness. Right. Skyla's like, nope, not interested. Skyla's so difficult. Yeah, but as we know, though, Angela did marry Michael in Nigeria. So someone had to have gone to right. be her witness because we saw pictures on of social the media. Ceremony, yes. Yeah, so that's not a huge spoiler. Michael and Angela are, in fact, married. Now, as Angela is giving Michael a tour of this new house and showing them, like, oh, this is our room and this is where me mall is going to be set up soon and michael's phone he has a second phone that goes off and it's some sort of like ringtone and angela freaks flips out <laughs> over hearing this ringtone because in the united states you only assign a ring well first of all nobody assigns ringtones anymore like that was a thing in like 2005 i feel like it was a big thing yes. and like now no one has ringtones just like being anymore. in the top uh six of someone's myspace was like a big thing back then <laughs> yeah <laughs> like no one cares it's not a thing anymore but uh, angela <laughs> Angela's convinced that Michael's being shady and that he has assigned this ringtone to someone and he doesn't want Angela to know who it is. And he tries to say, oh, no, it's like a mechanic or <laughs> like I've assigned this ringtone to my, my whatever. It's just so silly. But two things to point out about Angela and Michael. A, in her brand new house, she's got her cigarette lit and there's like little kids running around. It's like not in your new house. Just go out onto the back patio. Yeah. B, though, she tells Michael that she's on her period. Now, Jay. Maybe I need a refresher on human biology. But if I'm not mistaken, Angela has one egg left. She does have one egg. And when a woman has her period, it, it's the ovary releasing the unfertilized egg right. and the body flushing it out. The body. Flushing it out. So, like, there did she lose the one egg? Is it gone? There it goes. There goes the baby or the future baby. And, like, Michael's like, oh, that's such a good thing. And I'm like, actually, it's not. It's a I don't think. Thing. I think the. <laughs> The egg is gone. <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to see some more of our couples that we've known in the past, like Libby and Andre and or Elizabeth and Andre. I mean, he's still as charming as ever, barking at everyone all the time. And he does not do himself any favors on the show. But part of me thinks that it's all part of their not playing into it but acting a little bit because otherwise why would the family agree to keep coming on and being filmed i feel like there's they're all in on his over exaggeration of this sharp aggressive blunt brash moldovian man um and then of course there's devin and jihoon oh wait no never mind i'm already getting confused because they're <laughs> colty and colty larissa. and larissa and colty's new brazilian girlfriend right jess who is all she's about like she's down for like right now i don't know what he's waiting for but there's something off about this girl as well though and they're in him and he flies to chicago to see her and he won't tell his mom because i don't want mom and then they're sitting in this like bar restaurant and he says would you like to go back to my hotel to probably have sex and i'm like (laughs) Ugh, what a horrible way to try to initiate. Well, she had told him prior, though. She said, oh, Brazilian men are very, like, forward in this, like, sex. We kiss on the first date. We, we have kiss. sex on the yeah. first date. Right, very I get loving. it. 
And he's like, okay, let's do this. Let's let's go. So it's all kind of creepy and weird. We, we got to see a preview of of Colty wearing oh, little teeny tiny bathing another suit. Another bl- brain bleach uh, situation. Yes. <laughs> when in Brazil, do us the Brazilians. <laughs> oh my goodness. But what we're really going to focus on when we do new episodes of the podcast on Tuesday are going to be episodes of 90 Day Fiance the other way. Right. So last night we uh, we only got an hour episode just because TLC just threw they threw the part three of the tell all they threw an hour of the other way then i think there were like two, two hours, hours of pillow, pillow talk, talk. it's yeah. like it's a little too much can we just they were prepared for a pandemic that's right. what tlc was prepared but, okay for. fine so then monday nights is just the other way tuesday night you can give us part three of the tell all sunday night can be when you start mixing them all together right. on the same night i just on top of my fiasco i had going on at my house pillow talk really should be like the next day or something sure yeah because sometimes you catch pillow talk and it's like oh shoot they're going over all this stuff that i'm about to see because i missed that you know when they replay and sometimes in pillow talk they'll show a scene that wasn't even in the episode right they do yeah so we need to get a little bit more organized you know what i mean we need to designate specific days for specific variations of the show please and thank you this is what throwing three different versions on one night was just too much for me all right so we're gonna check in with devin and jihoon a couple that we have known from last season of the show where i think it was before the 90 days where devin goes to south korea but jihoon hasn't lined up any sort of living arrangements so they're staying in this teeny tiny apartment with his parents now she has a daughter drusilla who she takes to south korea then they have baby Young. they do wind up getting married now when we check in with them last night Devin is back in the United States. Right. Apparently, things have not exactly gone well since she moved over there. He didn't tell her that he was $15,000 in debt. Oof. He didn't tell her about his his criminal past because he was selling stolen phones. And Devin has decided to take the two kids and go back to Utah. Now, Jihoon, who is 30 years old, is about talking about how Devin broke his heart. But, like, if he can't provide for her and their family, do you blame her for going back to the States. No, not at all. I, I've never really watched a lot of their kind of storyline and backstory. I've seen little bits and pieces of it, but I didn't realize that Jihoon was just such a mess. Like, he is all over the place, can't seem to find a job. He's going to his barber. The barber's like, you look like basically a lazy guy who doesn't want to do any work. And he's like, yeah, you, got, you caught me. Yeah. He said, you have the small ears, so you're stubborn, which I didn't know was a thing. Oh, apparently, apparently it is a yeah. thing. <laughs> so I don't blame her at all for wanting to go back to Utah. I'm actually kind of surprised that she's willing to go back to South Korea so quickly that she's going back and forth you know seems like pretty regularly yeah but i would imagine you know now that they've been on a, another version of the show like there is money coming in from and that does she model is that what her thing is or something like that or i've seen her post her modeling pictures okay. but i don't know you know in the show they did show her doing a photo shoot with some guy but i, I don't know how much she's making from that like i don't know if she's like like big time model over there or right. she's just doing one-off jobs here and there but he's totally lying about how much uh money he's going to be making he says he has a job laying tile for like three thousand dollars a month and then he also has another job which i don't believe he specifies what it is right and he says that's going to bring another three or four thousand dollars in a month and it's just kind of like come on man you're not even a good liar you're very the good news is it does appear that when devin goes back she's going to take her mom with her right her mom's going to try to like whip jihoon into shape her mom who looks like her sister by the way i was like oh who's that lady oh wait her mom yeah. what yeah i don't know i think from the beginning jihoon has has come across as this kind of like endearing quirky like 
likable guy, but when you're in a relationship with someone who's unmotivated, oh my has been dishonest about things from their past, can't provide, can't even contribute, you know what I mean? It's not about like necessarily just so she can be a stay-at-home mom. I mean, she's doing some modeling stuff, and she is on the show. She's getting paid for being on the show. It's just he doesn't seem to be contributing anything at all. So I imagine that when you're in a relationship with someone like that, it is exhausting and frustrating. Yeah, I did think it was odd that you know she he had agreed like that she would become a stay home stay at home mom because it's just expensive just wherever you are just for one of the people in the family to work and kind of let the other people rely on them for income. Yeah, and especially in his situation in South South Korea is kind of like you know it's a big city. It's like living in New York or yeah. LA or something. Yeah. So thought that was a little odd. Also, that was a little odd that she was wearing the mask inside when she's talking to the camera seemed a little bit of theatrics to me it did seem a little over the top like wait a minute i feel the same way though every time i'm driving and i see one person in a car by themselves and they're wearing a mask so i did too except the other day i had to go to two different stores and i just didn't take my mask off and i was like oh shoot oh you were that guy you were the one that i judge when i drive past and i'm like it's just you in the car by yourself i've done the same thing i've seen people drive by i'm like oh look at this loser with their mask on in the car but then the other day I went to, you know, a store and I was like, okay, oh, I got to go to this other store. And I just didn't take the mask off. And I realized, oh, shoot, I'm doing it. Maybe I should take it off. I don't know, but I want to put it back on later. It's just a pain in the butt. Yeah. Just keep it on. Just keep it on, I guess. All right. So we do know that Je- uh, Devin is going back to- for one month. She's found like a rental apartment. So she's going to be back in South Korea for a month. Will they be able to figure it out? Jihoon says, just trust me. I got it this time. <laughs> Something tells me that might not be the case. Well, the previews we already see that he says he has no job. Right. <laughs> so this is not going to go well. Right. All right. So Jenny and Sumit. Aww. Jenny is getting ready to return to India. In the first episode that we saw, she was like, nope, I want to see the papers. I need to see proof before I come back. I need to know that your parents know I'm coming back, that we're not going to have any more surprises like last time when people showed up at the front door and surprise, you're married and etc. so on. But she's getting closer and closer to leaving and she still hasn't seen the divorce papers. And she's just kind of like, oh, well, I trust him. I love him. I trust him. It should work out. Oh, my gosh. But see, the, okay, so submit is very different from like Jihoon who we're talking about. I feel like Simit is very like kind of sweet and endearing in a real way. Yeah. And that he's just a little maybe naive and he doesn't really know how to. I was actually, I shouldn't be surprised because we've watched enough of these shows and especially with the different cultures about how much like parental uh, uh, influence, influence control. and control is a big factor in these people's lives to where, you know, he just couldn't stand up to his parents and, you know, to the point last night where he's telling his little brother, like, you didn't stand up for me and talk to mom and dad. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? You are 31 year old dude. Right. Just tell your parents, sorry, I'm marrying this other person. I don't want to marry this person. But so the age factor seems to be the biggest issue for Smith's family who's like she's twice your age and they just they can't for that's the big hang up I and mean, he, she is older than his mom I, and I get that but how many people have we seen on the show where the, the guy is older than the girl's parents oh like, yeah absolutely yeah so I, I hate that there is this double standard that big it's and Rosemary. it's it's okay for an older man to date a younger woman but a younger I'm an older woman dating a younger guy all of a sudden it's a huge issue and it's a huge problem I don't know I do think there's a little bit of a double standard there but you know <laughs> the brother's basically like if you're with jenny you're shaming the family <laughs> and it's definitely i don't think smith's family is ever going to be 100 percent on board with this but at least they know that she's coming back but 
it's so, I don't know, I don't want to say it's weird, but it's just very interesting because we saw with Marcel in Turkey and, you know, not wanting to shame his parents. We see it with Sumit in India, not wanting to shame his parents. We see it with Akini from uh, Kenya, not wanting to shame their parents. And it just thought, it makes me feel like, man, are we just not that good to our parents here in America? Where we're just like, no, we're going to, because we are very independent, uh, broadly speaking, as Americans, where, you know, we do take what our parents say into some consideration. But for the most I part, I think American culture is not traditional the way some other cultures middle eastern cultures indian asian cultures there's there's a there tends to be a big difference in the role and the relationship that parents and children have in american households as opposed to a lot of other places i mean and we've seen it like armando down in mexico and Smith in india and marcel in turkey like there is a lot more of a an expectation from children that children seem to oblige with even into adulthood but this show is really highlighting that some of that is starting to change you do have people like marcel who meets anna who's divorced and has three kids and and wants to move to the united states and doesn't just want to stay in turkey and marry a turkish girl you do have Samit who doesn't want to stay in his arranged marriage because it was terrible for two years and he doesn't want to do just what was expected of him he wants to be happy so i think what we're starting to see is that some of these more traditional cultures are starting to lean more towards wanting to find happiness as opposed to what is just expected of them in their families and their parents are having a hard time understanding that the kids are breaking with tradition and wanting to find happiness as opposed to staying within what is expected of them okay i just feel like america we're a bad influence we're the bad influence kids on on the rest of the world i think that i think americans are more progressive and when it comes to relationships now you don't find a lot of american families who will force you to marry someone who's of your same class or of a higher class americans are a lot more marry for love marry for marry find your person and and it doesn't matter if if they're a different religion or if they have a different skin color i feel like america is a lot more progressive progressive in that regard okay um originally i thought you were gonna say that it's funny that you have all these foreigners who are afraid of shaming their families by forming relationships with americans as if this whole time the americans think oh well i'm from america of course they want to be in a relationship with me like being in a relationship with an american is a desirable thing when in actuality all the families are like horrified that their children who live in these foreign countries have met americans because it's like no the americans are bad people we don't want them in our family but no i don't think it's that american children are just like f you mom and dad <laughs> i don't think that's what it, i wasn't raised that way i think i feel like my parents were like oh okay we raised you jewish but you don't really aren't attracted to jewish men so we get it we date whoever you makes you happy you know what i mean yeah i guess so so anyways uh jenny is it's the day of her flight she is saying goodbye to christina and jen and she it's kind of sad she's like i don't know if i'll see my family again but she believes this is her last chance to find love and happiness and for what we see from submit he seems to be on the same page with her you right. know, i love her i'm getting this apartment it's two hours away from my family so i don't have to worry about them coming up every you know other day to visit me and stuff like that and you know the divorce thing is the one thing that's a little kind of up in the air up in the air it's not really kind of all the way hashed out on okay so are you almost done with the divorce do you have papers and they're just not official until you finish the last payment or do you not get the papers until after the payment like no one's really explaining how this divorce situation works yeah and, and there are a lot of questions too because Smith says that in order to to get divorced he has to repay like twenty thousand right 
dollars to his ex-wife's family because they say that that's what they've spent on all of this. And then Smith says that his his parents have helped him pay some of that. But like if they don't support if they want him to be in this arranged marriage and they don't support him being with Jenny, then why why are they helping him get out of this marriage? So there are still a lot of question marks, but I'm guessing that that's what we're going to start to figure out over the course of this season. Yeah, let's move on to Kenny and Armando. Uh, now, Kenny, who is looks great for his age. I mean, I've said it in the last episode. Right? He doesn't look a day over. I think he looks like he's 40, 40. Right. So last night I was thinking, oh, yeah, that's right. He's like 47. I'm like, wait a minute. No, he's not. He's like 57. Yeah. And Armando's only 31. Uh, so big age difference here as well. But again, I feel like it's not as broad of a difference because their looks wise, they look so similar in age. That's true. And maybe that's me being you know a hypocrite because you know talking about people with huge age differences and then being like oh well it's fine for them because they kind of look like they're the same age (laughs) i get it it's a little hypocritical of me um but kenny has not told his family that armando is only 31 oh that's right yeah so again i think his his family thought that armando was like in his late 30s but the difference between 38 let's say 31 yeah it's not eh, that big of a difference although eh. his son's i guess girlfriend I don't know if his girlfriend or wife was like, oh, Armando's the same age as me, which really kind of hit home that, oh, I'm dating someone that you could be dating, son. That's kind of disturbing. And the other thing was that he uh, says that he has a ring and that he's ready to propose to Armando. Oh, yeah. And his daughter, I believe the one with the child, was kind of like, are you sure it's kind of a big thing? I don't know if you really want to go down that route. You don't really know him. And I have to say, I'm kind of over people who have kids who, you know, are not currently with their kid partner talking about, well, it's kind of a big commitment getting married because getting married is not as big of a commitment as having a child right. and then not having that other person possibly in that child's life. I feel like getting married, like, okay, you might have to get divorced. is terrible, but you know. Now, a lot of people had questions about the passing of Armando's, of Hannah's mom. Right. Now, he has taken to social media to clear up the story that apparently um, Hannah's mother was having a lot of anger and resentment issues as they had started their separation process process and that one night armando did not feel safe and so he got in his car and he was driving back to his house to physically remove himself from the physical presence of hannah's mother the post indicated that hannah's mother then got in her car and chased him and started ramming his car with her car wow and that during that process she lost control of her car and that's when the accident happened and that's when Hannah's mother passed away and then he goes on to say there were a lot of questions so I want to clarify what happened but at the same time I don't want to tarnish her name and her memory because she was a great mother and etc so on so it's really big of him actually yeah I mean he well it sounds like she was trying to physically harm him that so night so what was Hannah that night does he um I don't know if Hannah was in the car with him or not I, I read it like a day or two ago and I was like, oh, OK, well, that makes a little bit more sense now because he didn't go into a lot of detail on the show about how she passed away. We knew it was a car accident, but didn't know any of the specifics. So, yeah, I'm curious now to see now that Armando has 
come out to his sister and the sisters very reluctantly said i'll, I'll support you right. i'll give you my blessing etc so on but this is very hard for us to understand because you were married and you're a father and you have a daughter and again it's it's just a different culture that hasn't quite caught up to where a lot of us are in the year 2020 so so yeah so kenny is getting ready to go down to mexico and they're going to get engaged and i hope they're going to live happily ever after <laughs> yeah we'll stick some bets on that one you don't think? I just feel like, you know, you know how TLC likes to do us. Yeah, I know. They they, they do. They set us up. The ones who seem to have the most promise on the front end. Stephanie and Erica look like, oh my gosh, they're going to have their own TLC show where we get to watch them in their crazy adventures throughout the world in Australia. And next thing you know, they don't even want to look at each other anymore. Right. So TLC is notorious for making it, giving us false hope up front right. and then having it all crash and burn at the end. On the other end of the spectrum, the ones that you're like, oh, they'll never it's a make dumpster it. Fire. I don't want to see these people ever have to spend time together again they end up like getting married and a la robert and annie who are now expecting a baby together yeah michael you know and angela everybody all of them although i don't give michael and angela a lot of long-term potential <laughs> well that's what i'm saying though still they're together somehow. yeah well we think <laughs> we think <laughs> seems to change day by day who's married baby girl who, well who saw that <laughs> again right <laughs> the times seem to to change uh on the daily okay so then we have ariel and binyan oh yeah right. yep so it is she's getting ready to leave and it's supposed to be like a send-off but really it's her family now <laughs> bringing up a lot of important questions because apparently binyan has been married to an american right they have a two-year-old son together Whatever happened between them, things did not go well. She took the child and just left. And, and he, he hasn't seen his, his kids. So the family is kind of like, so how do you know he's not just trying to use you to get to the U.S. so that he can try to see his son? And also, we have a very different religious perspective here. Now, she seems dead set that she is going to raise her child in Judaism, but it's revealed that he is some sort of ethiopian christian right ethiopian orthodox christian which was kind of interesting to me that she just didn't say christian because i mean there's like you know uh in russia oh who was it the guy from squim washington oh mike and mike natalie and natalie like she was like orthodox uh like russian e eastern catholic russian blah 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 <laughs> but i mean you could just i say don't know enough about the differences right so you could just probably say christian i feel like they're throwing in the ethiopian orthodox just to kind of spice it up a little make bit make it sound like it's <laughs> some sort very of like ooh, yeah very but then again when we saw benjamin in a kini like that was a very extreme version of christianity that's not how most christian services i would say that all religions are extreme from an outside perspective though because you know i grew up in a christian household but i've gone to like catholic church and i'm like oh there's a lot of like sitting and standing and kneeling and it just seemed kind of different from what i had learned and you have to know a lot of you know different stuff that you didn't have to know when i went to church and you know you said you were but can we not all agree that speaking in tongues is a different level okay speaking in tongues is, it's just a little a, different level there's some, there's some christian uh some people who 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 worship you know in churches here in especially in the south where they do like snakes and stuff right. so yeah that's to me that's a that's just a little extreme when we start dealing with snakes and i don't know so all of it yes cr religion is a very complicated and mystical avenue to go down and she is going to raise her child in 
Judaism, and like it or not. dead set on that. Right. So that could potentially be a source of conflict. We don't know yet. We don't know what his stance on that is. Does he have any idea that that is her intention? Um, I did love how her dad just joked, like, couldn't you just meet a nice Jewish boy in Brooklyn? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> But I do kind of sympathize with her because I I am also not don't want to do what was kind of expected of me and americans americans we're just so (laughs) selfish we just want what we want how dare we want what we want Uh, um so that was pretty much it for her though right like just yeah i mean with a one-hour episode there wasn't a ton the way we normally have it was it was like quick little segments most people got on their planes i think uh she hasn't got on her plane yet uh ariel and and binion but jenny has she's at the airport i mean armando and and uh Kenny. Kenny. I mean, Kenny doesn't have to go far. You know, it's Mexico. It's just down the street. So. Last up. Oh, this is a good one. Brittany and Yazin. Definitely the couple that is standing out this season already because, as I said in the last episode, it just doesn't seem like she's taking any of this seriously. She's coming into it, not telling him that she's still married to this guy who lives in Haiti. And and so he has no idea that, in fact, she's still married. He also seems to be in denial, saying that she is gonna convert to islam when she's made it very clear like i'll see what it's all about right but britney i have a feeling is not going to appreciate that lifestyle whatsoever the the modesty and the no drinking and the i don't think that's gonna be her speed you don't think she's gonna like get some really blinged out like hijabs and stuff like that and kind of i don't don't see it i don't see it happening (laughs) but but i've been wrong in the past when it comes to this show so we pick up with yazin revealing to us that his parents are related to each other. Yeah, a lot which, of people in his family marry people who are related. And I get that that is still a very common thing in some cultures. Yes. It's startling to hear when you're watching a TV show. Well, and the other thing was, is again, TLC doesn't do a great job of like kind of filling in backstory. So, like, wh- how related like, are they? How related? Not, you know, and for us here in America, you hear any kind of related, we're just kind of like, no thank Gross. You. Ew. But, you know, in some cultures, like if you're kind of distant cousins, second or third cousins, yeah, hopefully third or further down the line type cousins, you know, it's acceptable. It's, it's something that people do. It's farther. It's far enough away right. that it's not like your sister or your brother. But you know what I mean? Said it, and TLC not clarifying it makes it seem like, oh, you know, they were like we're brother and sister. And they're like, hey. You're here, I'm here. Yeah, and Yazin says that his family's preference would have been that he choose a relative. That's when he says, my parents, they're related to each other. A lot of my family members are related. And that's where we're all like, okay, so, but more information, please. Please. Like, how related is everyone? Are we talking, like, very far removed, distant cousins, or are we talking, like, my first cousin right. is now my wife. Like, what? what's the degree of separation? So that's when Yazin lies and says that, that Brittany is going to convert to Islam. I think maybe he's hoping that once she gets there, he can convince her to. And that's where it just doesn't seem like he knows her very well. Because already from what we've seen in just like two short episodes, I feel like I have a pretty clear understanding of Brittany and what she's all about. Yeah, I mean, in that last episode, 
episode we saw, she she made it very clear that, you know, when she doesn't like discussing stuff, she'll bring up how nice his beard looks or change the subject immediately. Immediately. And tell him, babe, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, let's talk about your beard. It looks so nice. That should be a clear indicator that this is not the type of person who we're going to sit down and just have this, you know, long thought out conversation about the possibilities of, you know, converting or, you know, meeting somewhere in the middle and going forward in the future how things are going to be she just kind of wants to live life she doesn't want to face anything head on right that's for sure she definitely seems to try to just avoid any sort of uncomfortable conversation she's getting ready for her trip she's chugging wine from the bottle to kind of emphasize how wild and insane what she's about to do really is and i've said this all along like there's something off about her and i i still can't put my finger on what it is her dad seems nice enough but there's something off about him to me too. See, now I am a little more convinced now that he just has a nervous smile. Yeah, I guess I could kind of see that the same way with Blake and Jasmine. Blake always had that that uncomfortable smile on his face, almost like it was a defense mechanism. So maybe... He seems to really, like when he gets nervous, really put on that big, huge, cheesy smile. Fair enough, but he, as far as we know, hasn't hasn't actually had a heart-to-heart with his daughter. Like, look, you need to tell him that you're still married. You need to have an exit plan if you get over there and things go awry and you wind up in trouble. What are you going to do if you realize when you get there that this has been a bit like where is that heart to heart father daughter conversation that most parents I think would have with a young child who's about to do something very spontaneous Wait, like you this. Said that you don't think that uh, Brittany, you know, is takes things very seriously and maybe the father hasn't taken this very seriously either. Maybe, Just assuming like right, maybe he hasn't and now I'm going to blank uh Syria Avery and Omar. Avery and Omar. Avery's mom was very involved and kind of like she did her own research and she's like, well, this kind of stuff is going on over there. I feel like Brittany's dad, he's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, if you want to go move to Jordan, I guess that should be cool, right? You probably did the research. You probably know what you're in for. I don't think he has taken any of it on himself to like really look into it and see, okay, well, how how much of a issue is it if, you know, she goes over there and she hasn't been divorced yet and they're, you know, doing whatever they're doing together in the context of either getting married or you know even relations outside of marriage but she's already married to someone else as we've seen before it can be a huge issue that's like against the law in those countries right and i don't feel like britney's dad has like looked into any of this or really kind of contemplating this i think he yeah. thinks, okay well she's my she's my daughter and she she'll do her due diligence but we all know that britney isn't doing any diligence right hasn't done any diligence so he's dropping her off at the airport he says his worry is her safety be brave tell the truth which she has not done <laughs> <laughs> and that's the part that just makes me really nervous for her is that I just don't think she realizes that like people people don't play with this kind of stuff in certain parts of the world. They it's don't. not a joke to them and they, they take it very seriously. And, you know, Yazin already says that he's worried his family is going to disown him over this relationship. And I just don't think she's even taking into consideration the position that it's putting him in when she springs all this on him. And then he has to tell his family and what their reactions going to be so and you can see some of it from Yazin's brother who you know he to look at him he looks like he might be a couple years uh, older than Yazin you know very hip wearing the blue jeans and all that kind of stuff and he is not down with it he is like uh brother I don't think this is a good idea you know I don't think you guys are gonna work out doesn't sound like you should really be with this person and you would think that you know he's 
in that same age range as Yazin, so that maybe he would also be a little more progressive. Yeah, progressive doesn't seem like it. Does not seem like it at all. But then again, TLC loves to do that this to true. us. You know, Yazin and Brittany might live happily ever after. <laughs> Kenny and Armando might implode day one. Like who knows? It's still way too early in the season to start trying to um, make those predictions. But there's something about her that is just rubbed me the wrong way from scene one <laughs> and i and i don't know i think maybe i i feel like she isn't being respectful of their culture by being so deceptive on the front end i think she could be a little more open and honest yes so all right we'll be back one week from today next tuesday with a new episode of reality bites make sure you find us on apple Podcasts, google play wherever you listen to podcasts rate and subscribe